Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, we lost. (laughs) We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Uh, this is what the great ones do. They get off, get up off the mat and they live to see another day and we'll be there next year. We'll, uh, I don't, there's no guarantees. We could, we could go, uh, we can (laughs) attend, but, uh, hopefully we'll be nominated again. It's great to be nominated. Uh, good morning football. Congratulations. Our good buddies, Peter Schrager, (laughs) Kyle Brandt. Nate Burleson, Kay Adams. Yeah, it's great. See, I told you guys that we weren't going to win. Here's the problem. The last couple of years, because of COVID, they didn't have anything where you could go and attend it. So we got the party bus. We got champagne. We got music going. We got the lights going. We got, I mean, it's thumping. And everybody's in a good mood. We see people. We have uh, fake smiles on with some of the people that we saw. And then you sit there for three hours, the second to last category. And you're thinking, okay, here we go. And that moment in between, and the winner is good morning football. And then you go, oh, my God. But you got to be professional. Oh, we gave full claps. Yeah. 
We gave full claps. Yeah. Good people. They were fake full claps. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I but, mean, these are the real claps like this right now. We're experts at fake yeah, clapping for I others am. who win. I am. That's for sure. Yes, Seton. You know what was especially cruel? There was a woman who won a handful of categories before our award. Yeah. And she got up on stage and she was like, <clears throat> excuse me. She was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. This is the fifth time I've been nominated, but the first time I won. And you're thinking... Okay. Here we go. All right. I okay. see what storyline they're buying into this year. All right. Here we okay. go. Here we go. I do want to thank the audience. I know that you were upset as well. Thank you. We appreciate it. What, Todd? We thought might be, we looked at our tickets, and Paul and I and McLovin, we were in Orchestra G, which is pretty close to the stage. Medium one, close. But then we noticed that before the ceremony began, that Schrager and Brandt were sitting about seven rows in front of us. And then we were like, oh, it's going to be like that. Well, your seating assignments have to do with the network that you represent. We were with NBC and Peacock, and they're usually in the same place. And then CBS is over here and Fox is over here. Now, I don't know where, you know, the NFL network falls into that category with networks. But CBS, NBC, ABC, ESPN, they all have their little sections. And that, that's why it's always weird when somebody wins and then you just hear a small section really happy and start applauding and then the other people kind of <laughs> like this yeah Paul. fritzy mclove and i are sitting right there together and we're analyzing it like we're breaking down uh, there's a pruder tape we're like oh, who's the presenter for our category because we were at the very end i think we we're the fourth to final category and all of a sudden here comes bomani jones from hbo formerly of espn oh we know bomani he's our friend and As marvin's it- the one going oh man we're gonna win you know, I'm friends with Bo. Like Bomani's going to say, you know, I'm not going to go with the envelope. I'm going to go with my, my guys. We're not that close. Oh, so if you bought a T-shirt, fifth time's a charm. Next year, we'll have a sixth time is a charm, hopefully. Maybe. Go to danpatrick.com. Check out the new uh, Father's Day T-shirts there for all the fathers in your lives. The stat of the day today brought to you by, see, it is it is a bummer. I mean, it is. It truly is a bummer because of, we have 12 people who work on this show, and I know what it would mean to everybody on this show. I do. And everybody got to go yesterday. Yeah, they did. Yes. Picture day, Ray had his <laughs> hair combed. I mean, and they're, they're comatose back there. Tyler looks like he's going to fall asleep. Backroom guys, tired. You know, Marvin fell asleep on the party bus. Guys came back, and they wanted to heat up tater tots at like 1230. They went through uh, McDonald's. But it is great. I mean, this is, and I tell these guys, this is the best job you'll ever have. When this is all done, you'll look back and go, we, we were able to do a lot of things and have a lot of fun. And, and the group, we just laugh. That, that's what's great. We just laugh. And to have those moments, even when you lose, you still lose together. Win or lose, we effing celebrate. Yeah, Paul. We were on the bus and we're going, uh, our motto was, if you're on this bus, you already won. So we were sticking with that. We did that on the way down. <laughs> yeah. And on the way back, like, if you're on this bus, it means you won. Yeah. But you know what? We brought a couple coolers on. Some yeah. guys got in their cups early. Yep. But a nice pace was done by everybody. <sighs> a couple people fell asleep during the ceremony. We got a rally. We got a rally here. Yes, Tom. Paulie made a nice little toast. We all had champagne, and he mm-hmm. tried to liven our spirits while we were half bummed out, half asleep. Yeah. So that was, uh, it was nice. We all kind of got together. And in case you're wondering, yes, Todd does have a limerick. He had a win or lose two different limericks. Give us the um, – give us if we had won. 
what the limerick would have been. Time to sound the alarm with a helping of Pauly Smarm. A sports Emmy finally lands in Marvin's tiny hands. I guess the fifth time's a charm. Okay. Kind of glad we didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> now, the real one. The real one. The loser one. Here we go. All right. We took the party bus to the city, all dressed up, excited, and pretty. Thought this might be our year. Instead, another shed tear. Five straight losses. Even the bills say that's bleepy. <laughs> <laughs> a little SH word. Okay. Yeah, Paul. Before we move on, I do have to recap Fritzy's night because he is, as always, was interesting. On the drive down the party bus, you know, it hits every bump on the highway, and this highway up here is, has a lot. Fritzy's sitting in the middle of the bus. Of course, he has both hands on his phone the entire time for, <laughs> for a two-hour drive, and the bus is bumping, and, and people are kind of being jostled a little bit, but people are putting their hands down to kind of spot themselves. Fritzy's falling over like like he's on a, a, a bucking Bronco, really. He goes, I can't understand why I can't keep still. And he goes, this is driving me crazy. I'm like, and then on the way back, it was the same thing. Um, the funniest, though, was they pass around hors d'oeuvres at the, ha- at the cocktail oh. hour. Dude, you did not pass on one of those hors d'oeuvre trays. Not only did I not pass on, well, there was one thing that was like some kind of tofu taco or healthy. some veggie taco. But everything else I had at least four of. Yes. When the young lady came out with the uh, mini hot dogs, oh, Fritzy was on her like uh, like he was in love. Mm. And they got to know each other. She actually came back. She goes, where, where? She goes, where's the guy without the much hair? Nice. She said. Wow. And she goes, I, but she was nice. She brought an entire tray for Todd. It was very thoughtful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there was almost a paternity test involved. I was that close to, I had to get those. And then there was chicken and waffles. And then there was little short rib things and mac and cheese balls. There was all kinds of stuff going on. This program is brought to you by Discover. Discover has your back with cash back. Use Discover to earn 5% cash back at gas stations and Target now through June. And this is on up to $1,500 in purchases. When you activate, learn more. Discover.com slash rewards. Limitations apply. There was sports last night. The Mavericks stay alive, beat the Warriors by 10, still down three games to one. The NBA... First team has been announced. We'll talk about that tonight. Celtics at the Heat. That will be game five. In the modern NBA, three is the king. The problem is the three is inconsistent. And the Mavs have proven that. When they're great, they're really great. They shot just under 47% from three last night. That helped them avoid elimination. But... The win doesn't just extend the Mavs' season. The win shows how much the three does affect the game. Throughout the conference finals, we've seen these highs and lows as far as teams winning by 20, teams losing by 20, the same team. The NBA, when a team is hot, the three-point shot makes it hard to keep up. But when that team cools off, the other team heats up, that's when you have these comebacks. And oftentimes we see teams continue to fire threes even when they're not falling. And I still maintain getting a layup, getting some free throws, mid-range jumper, just something to break the streak. But these teams continue to fire the threes. The Warriors, I don't want to say they went through the motions last night, but it just felt like, all right, let's see if we catch fire here. Let's see if they're off. Maybe we, you know, sweep them. I'm not surprised. I thought Dallas would get two wins. I guess I'll be surprised if they get that second one. Luca was wonderful last night. I said yesterday I thought he would have 32. They'd win by seven. He had uh, 30, and they won by 10 as they go back now with uh, game five coming up, Golden State. Seton, what's the poll question today? By the way, Luca 
10 double-doubles this postseason, most in the NBA. Just missed a triple-double there. He's the first Maverick with at least 10 double-doubles in a postseason since Dirk Nowitzki did it back in 2006. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. All right, Seton. All right, uh, here's an option for you. All right. Which is more valuable at this point, a sports Emmy or a participation trophy? What do you mean? I'm taking a shot at the sports Emmys because we didn't win. <laughs> oh. I decided to vent my frustration via uh, a poll question. Yeah, but you, I, I don't want to be angry at the sports Emmys. Okay. I got to be mad at the voters. <laughs> okay, I'll move on then. Okay. I'll move on to a different <laughs> one then. We can scrap that. Who were the voters who voted in our category, Paulie? That's what I want Would you know. want me to find the names if I could? No. Eh, you would. No, I, I don't. Because I it doesn't change anything. It, it doesn't. It, it's still a loss. That's all. All right, I'll move on then. Okay. Um, more dated voting process. <laughs> the Electoral College or the Sports Emmys? Uh, the Electoral College. Okay. But Sports Emmys is close second. Yeah. And those who vote on NBA awards is right in there. Okay, too. my next question. Okay. More flawed. All NBA first team voting or the Sports Emmys? I'm okay with the first team. I have a problem that somebody voted for. Do you guys want to guess? That, that somebody voted for a player for all NBA. Now, the votes are tabulated, so you could get, you know, Votes for third team, you know, second team, first team, whatever it might be, depending on the number of votes, first place, second place, whatever. This is a this is a really good player. He got one vote for all NBA. He should not have one vote. Really good player. Really good player. Not great player. Um he can be great. Can be great. Marv, I'll start with you while you're still awake. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Van Vliet? No. <laughs> this this player is better than Fred Van Vliet. No way. Yes. Seton O'Connor. I'm going to say Russell Westbrook. Junior the third. No. Hmm. Todd. I saw it, so I'm going to not guess. Paulie. Carl Anthony Towns? Oh, he's on the third team. Okay. Kyrie Irving. Somebody voted for Kyrie Irving. Kyrie played, I think, in 29 games. But he was great. He was disruptive. He's the, you know, one of the reasons why James Harden wanted out of there. KD was frustrated with him. And that's why they, you know, part of the reason why they disappoint. You, you can't. It goes back to when people were trying to give James Harden the MVP. And I said, he, he wanted to get out of Houston. Yeah, you can't reward somebody who decimated a, a team and then, oh, man, he's still great. He deserves MVP. And I go, no, he doesn't. No. He wanted autonomy in Houston, and then he didn't want Chris Paul, and then he didn't want Russell Westbrook, and then he wanted out of Houston. I can't give you MVP votes. Give me a break. But Kyrie got a vote. Yeah, Paul. Do you know what bothers me about this? I was just thinking about as you are saying. Kyrie Irving should be first team All NBA. He's never been first team but All NBA. With his talent, he absolutely yes. should. He, I know he only played thirty games last year, but he averaged twenty-seven points a game in his sleep. He's a dis. His career will be a disappointment, right? Because we'll look back and go, God, that guy. He had so much talent, 
He hit one big shot, and yes, that won a championship. But that is it. Yes, and he was very good in Uncle Drew. Yes, he. You know, I think that Kyrie's starting to realize that too, because if you go back a couple weeks ago, that sound he had about not appreciating LeBron when they were together, not appreciating the opportunity they had, and he, he wishes he was more mature yeah. to be able to you know handle that situation better and recognize what he had there. Yeah. I think it's starting to dawn on him that, dang, getting back up there isn't that easy. Well, maybe he's maturing. You know, he just turned 30. So maybe, maybe it's sinking in that, you know, there's an expiration date to all of this. And people are going to look back and say, who had the most talent but didn't take advantage of that? And Kyrie's going to be high on that list because that's a ton of talent and he's going to have very little to show for it. He's never been first team. Has he been second or third team all NBA? Yeah, Marv. I think he's been third team. And it's crazy because I think he'll probably still make the Hall of Fame, but it's you could have been even better than what you were. Yeah. yeah. By the way, the last time LeBron, Steph, or KD did not make first team all NBA. We'll take we'll take a break. We'll tell you about that. Oh. We'll give you the first team, but I'll tell you the last time it happened before. LeBron, Steph, KD, not first team all NBA. We'll settle on our poll question, and uh, we appreciate your support, your sympathies for us, and uh, we will rise again. Although I don't know if we rose, did like we? We'll we're, get we'll get back up. Treading water. Yeah, we'll get back up. We will. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine to noon Eastern or six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know what I did last summer? I went to Italy, and it was awesome. And you know what I did before that that was even more awesomer? I downloaded the Viator app and I set up a bunch of great experiences for me and my family to enjoy. Like, we knew we were going to Rome, so I booked a day trip, a walking tour of ancient Rome. It was absolutely fantastic. We were heading up after that to Cinque Terre. I booked a boat cruise for the day, checked out all five villages. It was absolutely gorgeous. Speaking of gorgeous, uh, the captain of the boat that we were on was an absolute stud. He looked like his abs had been chiseled from the god Jupiter's own stomach. He was just an absolute piece of art. And you know what? If my wife had left me that day, uh, I would have been okay with it. Babe, you know what? You deserve happiness like that. Uh, So, fellas, just a heads up. uh, Check your captains. Uh, Anyway, I digress. Viator is a website and an app where you can book travel experiences uh, like the ones I just described. Uh, They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. There's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation and payment options and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use the code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking on the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences, you'll remember. Do more with Viator. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback, set to join us. A few topics to dive into. Um, let me start with Deshaun Watson. The commissioner said that they're wrapping up the investigation. Then they turn it over to their disciplinary committee. Are they two separate parties where the commissioner is not going to rule on Deshaun Watson? Yeah, it goes to the disciplinary committee where they make a recommendation to the commissioner and the commissioner has to make the final decision. But, I mean, I... Every indication you get, the commissioner, uh, sort of the way that w- the reason it was done this way was because I don't know that the commissioner wants to be judge, jury, and executioner anymore. Um, and I think that this is the way that the union wanted it too when they were negotiating these things a couple of years ago. So, uh, you know, that's sort of where it is. Um, they always talk to the player, almost always talk to the player last, which is that happened last week in Texas. Um, and I think the one loose end you want to pay attention to here now um, is there's still about a month of discovery left. And so 
they don't really need to make a decision before training camp. Um, there's no real urgency to do it before training camp. I know some people have sort of pointed to this weekend and said, well, you know, this could be the bad news dump. I just don't know that they, even though the investigation has, uh, you know, pretty much wrapped up, I, I don't know they would want to jump the gun if they don't have to at this point, because, you know, just knowing that the discovery phase is going to be over when we get to July 30th and then July 1st, they could very easily just make their decision um, with a little bit more information and a little bit more clarity what's going to come out in the courts over the course of the next couple of I mean, maybe the next couple of years. How do you think the commissioner factors in two grand juries didn't decide yeah. to indict him? Now, you have civil cases, you have 22 women. Um, mm-hmm. Roth, Roethlisberger, Ezekiel Elliott, um, are, are they going to be sort of the blueprints here of what the commissioner might do mm-hmm. in a situation like this? Yeah, I think so. And, and, you know, one of the things to pay attention to, Dan, is like, those two cases, Zeke and, and, and Roethlisberger, um, happened before there was like a change in the way that they do these things. And that, you know, back then, I don't think they minded preempting a court decision. Um, since then, they've been a lot more hesitant to, to do these sorts of things. Um, they've, you know, stubbed their toe on numerous occasions, getting ahead of the courts. Ray Rice, Josh Brown, there are examples of it. And so I think in this case, you know, would you like to have complete closure um, on the legal process. Yeah, you would. I think it's too high profile a case to leave this as a loose end through the 2022 season. So I think what you're going to see is they likely suspend him. um, And I think for a significant period of time, and I think the way this is going to be laid out is that he was irresponsible and put himself in these situations, whether he was guilty or not, Mm. he put himself in a position to embarrass his team, to embarrass the league, which is sort of what the verbiage was on Roethlisberger back in 2010. And then I think because there's still, you know, the open-endedness of the, the legal process, because the civil, you know, the civil case hasn't, the civil cases haven't run their course. I think the commissioner is also going to leave open the possibility that he could add to the punishment if more stuff comes out in 2023. Um, because again, like, and I, I'm sure you guys have been over this, um, they've come to an agreement. The sides have come to an agreement that, you know, once training camp starts, they're going to sort of press pause on the civil cases and pick it up again, March 1st. And so if there's no closure, if there's no settlement between now and the beginning of training camp, um, we're not going to have closure on this until 2023. Help me understand that the owners had an epiphany and now they want to kind of uh, take inventory with Daniel Snyder. Like, like now you might want to vote on whether you want to keep him as an owner. Like he's embarrassed the shield. I mean, what, what has he yeah. done that's positive for the game and for that franchise that now these owners may decide that they don't want him in their fraternity anymore? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, well, A, there's the financial part of it, which, I mean, there's the whole don't mess with my money thing and all of that. Um, and I think like, if you pay attention to the way the commissioners talked, I think you really saw a change at the Super Bowl. He is very, very careful. Roger is about stepping on the toes of any of his bosses. And that's what the 31 owners are, right? Those are his bosses. Um, and he's careful about speaking for them. And at the Super Bowl, he actually detailed the process for voting one of them out. You know, and I thought like Hmm. to myself, when you heard him say that, and I know it didn't get a ton of attention, but when you heard him say that, 
there had to be people who signed off on that. You know what I mean? Like there had to be people who said, we're okay with you going forward and talking about this publicly. You know, and so I think um, there has been a change in that this one thing has led to another, has led to another. And, you know, I I still don't think we're at the point where they're going to vote him out yet. Um, I think what happens with the Mary Jo White investigation is going to be pivotal to whether or not we get to that point. But they've already sort of broken the seal on starting to talk about it. And that's a step towards the nuclear option. And I think they're going to be very, very careful about pressing that nuclear button because of what it means for all of them. The precedent of taking somebody else's team away, the possibility that Snyder all of a sudden returns fire on some of the guys. Um, What could happen if people are digging through other owners' trash? Um, But, Mm. you know, I I think a lot of it's going to sort of ride on what's in that Mary Jo White report. And then also, like, to what level... Um, and I know this sounds horrible because, you know, you're talking about, you know, financially screwing somebody versus some of the way worse stuff that happened in that organization. But I, but I do think part of this is going to be to what level was Daniel Snyder screwing the rest of his part, partners financially. Talking Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist for the Monday morning quarterback. Uh, a couple other uh, topics here to touch on. Aaron Donald's situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has, what, three years, $55 yeah. million left? That's right. Um, yeah. He's looking at these other numbers that people are getting. Uh, what, what do you think the future is? And I don't know what the Rams' salary cap is to be able yeah. to do something new for him. But where are we headed with the Rams and Aaron Donald? Yeah, I mean, I think like the Aaron Donald, I think Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup will both get done. I do think the Rams to some degree painted themselves in a corner here and are so openly talking about how they were willing to do it when both guys had significant time left on their deals. And part of the issue with Donald is his deals already sort of been mortgaged. You know, there's tens of millions of dollars in prorated amounts that have been pushed off. And so like the, the way you would do this normally is, all right, we're going to go back into the deal. We'll add like two years to the back end. We'll push the lower numbers to the back end and move all the big money up front. And so you'd essentially be creating a new contract on front of the on the front of the old contract, so he gets bigger money now and can cash in and be rewarded for what he just accomplished for the team. You know, the question I think then becomes: How do you move some of that money around that you've already pushed off into the future, and what sort of issue that can create for you going forward? And I think that's where it becomes complicated for the Rams. And that's, I think, ultimately, like, Dan, you know, they, they've, they've been playing for now for so long, and they've used draft picks and cap space that way for so long. And it's just interesting to look at how, like, all this stuff continues to get pushed f- forward into the future and when they're actually going to have to reckon with that. Remember, the cap's also going to go up significantly in the next few years as the new television deals kick into the equation. And so I think because of the amount of – money they've mortgaged on Donald's deal is complicated. I think it'll get done. Um, but I also wouldn't underestimate Donald's, you know, willingness to push the envelope on this either. He's not there right now. It lives in the area, but he's not there right now. And he's never shown any fear in the past of holding out. Like he staged significant holdouts when really nobody else was two summers in a row. So I also wouldn't underestimate his willingness to, sort of step on the team's throat to try to get something done. If this was the Patriots, it feels like the Patriots would move on from Aaron Donald. Maybe, yeah. At age I mean, 31. He just turned 31. Thir- yeah, uh, yeah. 
I mean, what you're going to pay him, and you've gotten his best work. Yep. It's like Albert Pujols with the Cardinals. You got 10 great years, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like, uh, we're good. We'll move on from you. So the difference, though, Dan, to me is like, the, like if we go back a decade and you're talking about the Patriots, right? Like the way the Patriots were built and the way the Colts were built, right? And both of them were very successful. So it's not that there's one right way and what wrong, one wrong way. But the Patriots emphasized balance through their roster. And so what they built, if you took a star out of it, was a little sturdier. Whereas like if you remember the Colts, they were very top heavy. They had like eight or nine guys making all the money. And obviously they were really successful doing that. But you remember what happened in 2011 when Peyton got hurt and then a couple of the other guys got old. The whole thing came undone. And then they had to completely rebuild it around Andrew Luck in the years to come. And so that's the issue with the Rams doing something like that is they're sort of built on that Colts model, you know, where you have, and they've been, again, really successful doing it, but you have a handful of guys who you're very, very reliant on who are making all the money. And when you take one of those pieces out, what does it mean for the rest of the group? I think that's sort of the issue with being taking, I guess, a Patriots mentality to that. Now that said, they've been a they, they've been okay moving away from guys. Like they got rid of Marcus Peters, they got rid of Jared Goff, they got rid of Todd Gurley, so they've been willing to do it. Um, Donald's just been such a big piece, and I just don't know what happens to that defense in that group if you take him out. Uh, Kyle Shanahan says he expects Jimmy Garoppolo to be traded. He's just not sure when and where. Uh, okay. <laughs> if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> how do you feel when your coach says, yeah, you're going to be traded. We don't know when or where. I think you understand if you're Jimmy, because this is so injury related, you know, and he chose not to get surgery after the season. And that was his choice. And you know, I, I know a big part of it was like, he felt like if I give this four weeks, six weeks, it's going to get stronger. And maybe I can you know deal with this non-surgically and the juncture at which he got the surgery made it tough for the Niners to move him. Cause now if you're trading for him, right? If you're another team trading for him, he's got one year left on his deal and he's coming back off of a rotator cuff. Mm -hmm. And so you think he's going to be okay in July, but if you're only buying him for one year and there's any sort of uncertainty on that and you're going to pay him $25 million, that's kind of a tough sell. You'd like to see him throw first. And so I think where the Niners have moved now is to let's let Trey Lance have the spring. Let's let Jimmy rehab. Let's let all these other teams have their situations play out at quarterback. And then maybe we get to July 1st and maybe Jimmy can throw again at that point. And maybe Jimmy can show to other teams what he can do. And then you hope like a Seattle or a Carolina comes out of the spring and says, God, our quarterback situation isn't quite what we thought it would be. So that right now is the strategy of the Niners because of the situation that that shoulder surgery put them in. The Niners were patient before, and I think it sort of blew up in their face a little bit. Like they thought, like, hey, if we wait for Watson and we wait for Wilson and we wait for the Rodgers situation to play themselves out, somebody's going to be desperate and want a quarterback who was in the championship game two of the last three years. Then he gets the surgery, and that sort of screwed all of that up. I think now being patient again – there's merit. It could pay off, but there's also some risk. We keep uh, tinkering with the Pro Bowl. It's just like putting lipstick. Doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, you put lipstick on a pig. I mean, it's still a pig. Uh, what are the possible solutions here, I guess, for the lack of a better word, of what you do with a, some kind of showcase? Yeah, you know, they kept using the term yesterday when we were in um, when we were in Atlanta uh, celebration of the players um, that are voted in, <laughs> and I think that that's the right way to look at it. Um, 
I just think like maybe the NFL has to look at something as not a money-making event, right? Like maybe they could truly make it a celebration wow. for the players, right? <laughs> like maybe there's a, just a one thing where you're like, you know what? Like, we're just going to make this good for the guys, right? Like we're not like, and I know like that's like diametrically opposed to the way they think, but like, it's just the structure of the sport, Dan, like you cannot play that sport like 50% and have it be remotely entertaining, you know? Um, so I've heard the idea that they could play a seven on seven game. They could have a big man challenge. They could have all this stuff. You put that on TV. Maybe it works. I, I always liked the quarterback challenge when I was a kid, that'd be fun to bring something like that back. You know, you have to have the players sign off on it. And I, I you know, I mean, God, you and I both remember the Robert Edwards story a million years ago. Um, so how do you do that when you're protecting the players? But it seems like everybody's in agreement that the game itself doesn't work and that it's not up to NFL standards. And if the game wasn't drawing a rating, which somehow it does still draw a rating, I think it would have been gone a few years ago. I think the guy that they should consult on this is Peyton Manning. Because one thing that you hear about like the Pro Bowl back when it was Hawaii, in Hawaii, was how Peyton Manning turned it into like this convention for star players, right? Like this is your like elite of elite. It's like the Mensa of football meeting. You know what I mean? Like this is the elite of the elite. And we get to talk about issues in the league and we're going to sit around the pool and have a good time and all that stuff. Like, I think they should enlist people like Peyton Manning and say, how do we make this like a resource for our star players? How do we make this a good thing for our star players that our star players want to participate in? I do think that there could be something there. They just got to find a way to like break that tendency to just want to turn everything into a pot of gold. Cause I don't think that pot of gold's here for the pro bowl. I'll leave you with this. There's a pie to the face for one of the Danettes that hinges on your answer. <laughs> okay. Most random pro bowl quarterback of all time. I'm going to give you two. Steve Berline. Yep. And David Garrard. Steve Berline and David Garrard. You haven't been asked this question today, have you? Who would be my most random? Yeah. Didn't Blake Bortles make it? He did, but he led the NFL in, you know, passing. Had, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was a high draft pick. See, like, because that's you only all get two. Record. There's only two answers here: David so, Garrard, so said, Steve Berlin. And can I come up with one that's more random than that? Is what you're saying? Well, you don't. So, no, you can, you have to pick between those two. Oh, who, I have to pick between those yeah. two. Who is a better player? No, more random. More random. Pro Bowl quarterback. Steve Berline. David Steve Berline. Oh. I would say, and it's not an age thing, but Gerard, I think Gerard was like a solid starting quarterback for a playoff team multiple years, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Was Berline ever that? No. So I, my, like what I remember most about Berline was how he was Troy Aikman's replacement that year. The Cowboys first made the playoffs with the triplets, right? Wasn't he? Like he was the quarterback of the team that went into the playoffs that year, the year before they won their first championship. 91. Like he replaced Aikman, right? Yeah. Two games. Yeah. And then he was the first quarterback of the Carolina Panthers too, I believe. All right. You just uh, helped uh, a Danette avoid a pie to the face with that answer. Oh, I didn't. Oh, so no one's getting a pie no, in the face. No, no. Do you want to? Do you want to change your? <sighs> so I screwed everybody. Yeah, screwed. you did. It's all about content. Oh. You're the lead content strategist at the Monday Morning Quarterback. <laughs> well, if if I had had warning that like 
it would be right if I answered that question wrong. I would have given you Gerard, and then somebody have pie in their face, and everybody would have won. So I'm sorry, Dan. <sighs> so disappointed. Albert, thanks for joining us as always. All right, thanks for having me. Dan. Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter and sometimes lead content strategist for the Monday Morning Quarterback. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yep, come on in. Pile on. Peter Schrager, good morning football co-host and winner of the Sports Emmy for Best Daily Studio Show. Bob Costas used to call in the old days to rub it in when I would lose the Sports Emmy to him. David Spade will join us a little bit later on. So it's a busy final hour. People are wondering, what was on your Emmy reel? You get five segments over the course of a year. You get five. And we wanted variety here. Maybe I was interviewing somebody. Maybe there was something that was a great story. Uh, the Danettes, all of them being involved in a story. These are the five segments we use for our sports Emmy reel, just to give you an idea. Scotty Pippen accusing Phil Jackson of being a racist. David Baker, the Pro Football Hall of Fame president, calling in to tell me that working behind the scenes, trying to get John Facenda in the Hall of Fame, actually came to fruition that John Facenda was going into the Hall of Fame. I had sent a letter there, campaigned on his behalf. There was also the story of me talking about my son's wedding when I was uh, hysterically crying and competing with the bride's father, who showed up in full military uniform, also took out his uh, sword to cut the cake, and uh, all I did was cry. We had uh, former Olympian Usain Bolt challenging Tyreek Hill to a race and that he would put one of his gold medals on the line. Also, Ed Orgeron, the uh, former LSU coach, talking about when he was at USC, what he did in order to recruit Adrian Peterson to USC. He was trying to get Adrian's dad moved from a prison in Oklahoma to Los Angeles so he'd be closer to his son. Yes, he so those are the five segments that were almost good enough. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's a pretty good cross-section of what we do on the show. Good stories, good interviews, breaking news. I thought it was, you know, representative of uh, the year we had. Yes, Paul. Some people asked uh, the Russell Wilson segment. That was from the last year's yeah. Emmy submission. Yeah. Um, well, this year we already have won the Marvin Hand revelation segment. Mm. That's already locked. I, I don't know if that resonates with the voters. If we get three or four small-handed voters, we're in. Ooh, no, because then they could be disappointed oh. that you're making fun of them. We need to get guys who have big hands. On it. Yeah, and see if they could vote. If we, if we put Marvin in there for his small hands. That strikes me as a room with a lot of small hands. <laughs> the voters? 
When you don't go after him. Bunch of small hands. That voting. No, 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 no. We're not. We're not mad at anybody. Oh, no, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at you. We 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 just didn't win. It's okay. We no. didn't win. No. It, That's not true. No. That's not true. We, That's not true. Okay, Shaq. We didn't lose. We just didn't win. There's a big difference in that. Great art is just meant to be appreciated. It's not a contest. Uh, do you realize there were nine voters voting on the NBA All First Team, Second Team, Third Team? Nine that didn't vote for LeBron James. Nine that kept him off all three teams. How's that possible? When he played, he played really well. But I, I don't know if it was, hey, your team wasn't any good. You put up 30, nobody cares. You're like Bradley Beal. But I was just surprised. And then Kyrie Irving got one vote. I'd love to know the logic. Oh, you Look, you have your vote. You vote for whoever you want, whatever you're going to factor in, whatever your criteria is. I understand that. I'd just love to know the voter uh, who would then come forward and say, well, this is why I voted for Kyrie Irving. Uh, he played 30 games. He was a negative for the Nets, not a positive. And then nine voters kept LeBron off first team, second team, third team. Kind of surprised at that. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Celtics a slight favorite against the Heat tonight, game five. Mavs over the Warriors last night. I said they'd win by seven. Luka would go for 30. They won by 10. He went for 32. They're down three games to one. Peter Schrager, good morning, football co-host and Emmy Award winner. Friend of the show. We were happy for you. Hey. Come on. Hey, everybody. Come on. There you go, Peter. Congratulations to everybody at the NFL Network. Good morning, football, winning the Sports Emmy last night. You know, it's, it's, it's cool to win, and I know that there's a lot of tweets I'm getting, like, this is BS, DP shows you one. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. You're right. They're really good. You know, the amount of times we played you interviewing Russell Wilson, that made our show. That was the content we, we reacted off your, your show. So we will gladly, uh, gladly take it. Uh, you know, the, the feelings I have for, for you guys as a family, you know it. I say it all the time when we're in person, off camera, on camera, whatever. I absolutely love you guys. And, uh, yeah, next year now I can be all on board for you guys winning because now that we got ours out of the way, it's let's get the right thing right here. Let's get you guys yours. Who did you think was going to win that moment right before? You know what? I, I thought it was going to be either us or you. Can I tell you why? PTI has won so many times. Like we always joke, like beforehand, Kyle and I yesterday on the show, like we wanted to just we wanted to just congratulate. Uh, Wilbon and Kornheiser for their 600. Maybe they'll show up to the uh, award ceremony this year because I've never seen them there, but we will be there. Um, but the truth is, those guys were on remote all year, and I'm like, I don't know. Did they did they have a better year this year than any other year? The Sports Center won it last year. I love Van Pelt, and I was like, you guys and Eisen like have a really strong fight. I'm like, this is going to be a three horse race between us, you guys, and Eisen. And then when they said our name, and it was like. Bomani Jones, who a guy who I don't know that well, but like had a cool interaction with before the, the ceremony. He's the one who announced it. I was like, this is pretty cool. And I got to tell you, I'm very much in the self-deprecating humility game. And like, you know, after what this country went through yesterday and, and to have some moment of like pure happiness for our crew that we do this every day, it was a really cool moment. Who takes home the trophy last night? 
great question. NBC, uh, NBC Sports former employee and on-air personality slash Embassy Row executive producer Michael Davies from the Men in Blazers. Mm. I don't know if uh, you guys are aware that Embassy Row is an outside production uh, company run by Michael Davies. They do Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and they do Jeopardy, and they do a few other shows. And they are the executive producers of our show, uh, and it airs on NFL Network, and Michael runs it. He is uh, one of the two Men in Blazers. He's not Raj. He's the other guy. And uh, he's got it in his house with about 6,000 other Emmys that Regis and Andy Cohen and Jimmy Kimmel have won him in the past. That's the guy you had a problem with at some point, didn't you? Yeah, he and I had a huge falling out. No, that's not the guy I had a problem with. Oh, that's with. not the Never. guy. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Well, how much Never. sleep last night for you? None. We went out after. Like, we celebrated, and I Kyle like like made, the, made the trip in. We went out. But uh, it was cool, man, like, I, to see, you know, obviously, Frissy and I were talking and Pearl, and, like, to have the Dinettes there in the crowd, it was neat, bro. It was really cool. It was rewarding to see everyone from your show. Yeah, it'd be nice to get that feeling of, uh, you know, a, kind of a group hug up there as we pick up this sports Emmy. But that's okay. I mean, I, you know what? Why don't you recuse yourself for next year if you really cared about us winning? I don't think, I don't think we're getting back-to-back uh, sports Emmy oh, awards. You know. I will be, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Our show is going through it. I think Pat Riley called it the disease of me. I think our show's already gone through it ten times, but I think we're done. <laughs> Hey, if I put you in charge of Pro, pro Bowl weekend, what would you do? If you, or maybe Michael Davies from Embassy Row, yeah. if he was going to produce guy. Pro Bowl weekend, what do you think that you could come up with? I would put it after the Super Bowl. And I know that the NFL, I might have like shockwaves going through me, me suggesting it's like Peter O'Reilly from the events team. Like, don't be cute and throw these things out there. I would move it back to Hawaii. I would let the players bring eight different family members, and I wouldn't play a football game. I would just do strictly a skills competition. And I know they do one um, over there on, like, Thursdays, like, and it's, it's dodgeball and it's fun. But, like, I would love to bring back the old quarterbacks club. I would love to do a wide receiver drill. I would love to do something um, that is pure skills that kind of had the same pizzazz as uh, as the slam dunk contest and three-point contest used to have in its heyday. But I think you got to shake it up and – I don't know. The, the thought of Hawaii and being out there with your family and not having a game the following week, it sounds pretty cool. Congrats, and uh, my best to everybody on the show. Well done and uh, well-deserving. Thank you, Peter. Love you guys. Thank you so much. And stop with the Susan Lucci stuff. You guys you guys are way better than, than anything uh, deprecating like that. I've been listening and watching for over 20 years, and I love you, dude. Thank you, Peter. That's Peter Schrager. Yeah, it always helps when you're a winner when you're talking about a loser. I say nice things, you know, about losers when I win. Yeah, Paul. The Sports Emmy has a Twitter feed, and so if you're not able to watch on video, you can follow along on Twitter. And moments after each category, they tweet out blank one, and Mike Tirico won best host. So when our category, and most of the posts get, you know, a handful of likes and generally no responses because that doesn't elicit a lot of emotion except yeah. for congratulations. So our category goes, and good morning football. Again, people we know and like win it. And the vitriol, the, 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 the backlash for our fans was both hysterical and wild. We were trending. <laughs> we were trending last night because we lost the sports semi because of our fans, because of our audience. They're like, this is nonsense. Never should have, you know. And, and look, the other people in the category, if they won, good for them. Most of them. 
But, you know, for the most part, I told the Danettes that it's better for our brand if we don't win. Because if we won today, what would we be talking about? I don't know. Seton, you're the one that's like, you really want to win this sports semi. I used to. I don't anymore. <laughs> I, I, okay. Honestly, watching it last night, it was like uh, we you hear, uh, oh, hey, so-and-so didn't win. It was like, ah, all right, I'm going to bed. See you later. Yeah. I honestly didn't bat an eyelash. I didn't get my hopes okay. up because I knew that they were going to get dashed. I just knew. Now, the backroom guys, they got all dressed up, had their hair combed, you know, they had their outfits on. Like, they went in there wide-eyed, like, we're going to win a – we're going to be up on stage. We're going to win a sports semi. I love seeing that. But then I hate to see the fallout when you don't win because it hurts. Absolutely. You, you get nominated, you want to win. But I would take a nomination for the next five years, even if we didn't win. Yes, yes, Tony. It is cool in front of our peers and colleagues and everyone in the business for that few seconds, even if we didn't win. And, of course, I want to win as much as the next person. When they say the Dan Patrick show, and it happened to be the first one they mentioned, and it shows you, and it's up on the big screen for everyone to see, there is something cool in the theater to see that. In those, yeah, that but then moment. they forget about it right away. <laughs> like, it just goes away. It's like, oh, Dan Patrick show. And pardon the interruption. Oh, pardon the sports center. The Rich Eisen show. It, it just wipes away. And, then, and the winner is... Uh, good morning, football. And then everybody forgets who's in the category. Yes, Mark. And I'm coming from a different place than you guys because you guys have been there before. But, man, I was board hopping at ESPN for more than $4 an hour. Yeah. But working nights, working on Bomani's show, seeing him there, seeing him present, just being at the Lincoln Center, just like in real life, it's like, man, look, I'm here in this fancy schmancy suit with all these big wigs. Like, man, it was amazing. And Dylan's pants. Yeah, Jeez. backroom guys, they, 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 they did them. They showed out, and it was great. But you're going to be jaded in two years. <laughs> I mean, it was nice last night, but uh, two it, years' time. It was nice the first time. Yeah, and then you're going to be like, nah, I'm not going. I'm sleeping on the couch. Yeah, I know. Some of the backroom guys slept here. Where'd you sleep, Todd? I slept on the love sack. The only problem was, and I normally love the speaker system and everything about it, the one negative is in the middle of the night when you have the guys in the back being rude watching RoboCop at 3 in the morning <laughs> and forgetting that the laptop or whatever they've got plugged in there is periodically sending audio right where my head is on the very comfortable love sack, and I'm hearing love basically RoboCop while I'm trying well, to Well, why didn't you tell them? I did go in there and I told them as passive-aggressively as I could, and then I told them, nah, it's not a big deal. I just... Uh, I don't sleep great anyway. It's not about hearing RoboCop through the couch. Yeah, Paulie. Also, it's, it's ice cold in the studio, and Todd yes, was is. shivering on the couch and brought no blanket and didn't walk. I to get told a you there's a sleeping bag back in the back. I know. You... I like to suffer or something. I need something to complain okay, about. Okay, but this happened about. on the, the Sandler movie set. Well, that was a different... I was no, actually that sick. Was, that was embarrassing. No, I didn't handle that well. I was very immature, and I was... But that was... I was actually sick. Last night, I was just, you know... Probably could have just grabbed a blanket. But, but, but you didn't. Cool. There's a woman who does wardrobe for Sandler movies. And you're going, oh, 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 so cold. So cold. And I go, just ask her for a jacket. And then she goes, oh, yes, absolutely. I should have. I, I didn't want to put her out. She's, she's busy doing other I know, but you that's her job. That's all she does. I know, but for me, I'm like a little minuscule extra, and I'm asking for like. Special care. You're a friend of Sandler's. Uh, you could have asked. And then you go to the bus, and they had the air conditioning on. And then instead of saying, hey, could you turn down the air conditioner? You're like, 
so cold. And I went, what, what are you doing? Yeah, I just had thought bubbles like it's freezing in here. Maybe I should say something now. I'll just deal with it. Yes, yes. Last thing, uh, if there was an Emmy Award category for extended inappropriate hugs, Todd would have been uh, oh, first ballot you, last uh, night. I, there, there was a, there were uh, twice. He hugs people on the way in and you, the way out. You had a, you had your head on a woman's shoulder. I think that might be slightly exaggerated. I don't remember my chin. If uh, you have, if you have a video, if anyone has a picture your, of it, you know, Paulie. Would. Your chin was on her shoulder. Then it must have been my second, my double chin, because I didn't, I didn't really feel it on the first <laughs> All chin. All right. That's possible. Bloop, bloop, and I bloop. was having a lot of those little uh, appetizers. You did. Those little hot dogs. I went to town on that. I didn't, wanna, I didn't have anything for lunch, so I made up for it uh, when we got there. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. David Spade will stop by. I'm sure that'll cheer us up, right? Right? You would think. Oh, yeah. Okay. He might pile on. What's Spade won? He hadn't won anything. At least I don't think. <laughs> you guys lost. That's terrible. Oh, impression. is that your Spade That's impersonation? Terrible. I don't know why I just did that. That couldn't have been sounding like him less. I, Wait, I, was, I don't know why I just pressed my Wait. mic button and did that. I know, but, but try it again. <laughs> you guys lost. <laughs> so not. I couldn't have been further from me. I don't know who that is. That's not David Spade. Well, you're going to do that impersonation to David Spade. Great. And he joins us coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. George Jones, the world's worst loser. That sums up our show. That's five straight sports Emmys that we have lost. We have uh, surpassed the Buffalo Bills. They went four in a row without winning a Super Bowl. I think David Spade won an award. I think he won an MTV award. David Spade, actor, comedian, TV host, writer, former Saturday Night Live cast member, got a Netflix special, Nothing Personal, got a great podcast with Dana Carvey called Fly on the Wall, and David Spade joins us on the program. You won an MTV award? Is that it? Well, I mean, that's the one I actually won. But Well, I won it with Farley. But I, uh, that was for Best Duo. We beat Will Smith and Martin Lawrence for Bad Boys. That was a real big clickbaiter back then. Uh, Got to be careful if you beat Will Smith. I just, you know, he may come back after you. Yeah, you got to beat him first. Yes. That's- what happened is I was up for a couple of Emmys and Golden Globes, and I lost all of them like it was a, like a beating. I didn't look at the numbers, but the final numbers, I'm sure, were bad. But do you prepare a speech? Um grotesquely yes <laughs> do you have, i mean one the good bad joke news is, uh-huh do you have one good joke like if you- i usually have something but it, it, you know embarrassingly when i'm leaving and they see like this cbs receipt come out of my coat and they're like is that your speech i'm like no i just didn't know if they were short on time they want me to go long or something but i did have a few little snappers to say but i i um I got smoked. Actually, the grosser one was the Emmys because they said David Hyde Pierce, and I started. <laughs> it, up. it was like slow motion. It was just like a false move, like a balk, you know. Yeah. And it was just enough <laughs> to where everyone was like, "Blah." When you're a presenter, yeah. How much freedom do you have to write what you want to write? Oh, or, it's or pretty deliver? loose. Um, 
I mean, they want the comedians to come spiced up a little bit. I think the Oscars are smart when they they pepper comedians. If they, there's no host, they pepper comedians throughout, and they give me each like three minutes instead of like 20 seconds. So you could do a little razzle-dazzle, or you present with another. I think I did one with Tina Fey once. We did like a little, a little bit, and then, uh, yeah, so they let you screw around a little bit. The Golden Globes are looser. But do you get together with Chris Rock and Sandler? Like, let's say you're going to present. Would you then right. – who do you bounce your lines off of before you go on stage? Um, I Yeah, something like that. I will check in with that. It depends on what it is. But with Rock does the, the, the big shows and he kind of knows the drill. We're a little different in the delivery, but I will try to send him stuff too. I mean, when he does – those things he'll go practice it and uh go out to a club so maybe i'll try to throw him a little doozy here or there but you know it doesn't always work but it's good to have some feedback from people or just to reconfirm something works like we went to the comedy cellar recently and i was like i like that one that one that one that's just someone in case you're in your head going i don't know if that one's but someone else likes it you go okay good I, you know how do you know when a bit's not working um the crickets are part of it. Um, the deafening silence. Um, sometimes they're sort of laughing because they want to laugh. They're on your side. I would, I would usually sandwich it. I'm kind of on tour right now. We just did a bunch of Midwest shows, and I'll sandwich a new thing in between old stuff. And if it dips down too much, I know it's it, – I just gave it every chance in the world. You know, I've got the crowd on my side, and then you throw in a new one. And if it if, – plus, some are undercooked. You know, you have to practice them. It's hard to practice them on the road. I just did the Netflix special and it's an hour. It took me to get together for two years and I have to sort of change it overnight. So I think I, I still do some of the special and then I do some new stuff, but I also owe it to the crowd to do stuff that works. You can't just sit there and act like you're at the improv, you know. How often have you blamed the crowd for not getting your great humor? Well, I haven't blamed me yet, but um, <laughs> I feel it's coming <laughs> because... The cr- I just go, I walk off stage and go, this crowd, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's me. I can tell because sometimes as it comes out, I really like it and I'll stick with it if I like it. But sometimes the crowd decides and I just go, I, I, I had a lot of hope for this one, but just, it is not clicking. The toughest comedian you've ever had to follow is who? Oh, you know, there's anywhere from the big ones, because the comedy store, you're always going on. It's like a rotation of good people. And you can follow Sebastian, who kills. You can follow uh, Rock, do and pop in. Um, or you can follow anybody. And also, there's, there's newer ones that you don't know that really crush. And then you're, you get caught off guard. And then you're supposed to be the good one. And they're like, this guy hasn't done anything, and he's way better than you. And I'm like, I know. Well, it's hard to explain. <laughs> <laughs> but, <I'm lazy. laughs> but if you follow somebody who bombed, can you – is the etiquette allow you to comment on the, the comedian who bombed? Mm, I don't really. Dennis Miller used to say, like, if he does a corporate gig and the guy introduces him and it's just the most flat, boring thing, Dennis will walk up and go, thanks, Jim, for whipping him into a frenzy. <laughs> 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 so that one, that old chestnut sometimes. Oh, by the way, you did your Dennis Miller impersonation. Fritzy has been working on a David Spade. Oh, really? Yeah. Is there one? Yeah. Very brief. Okay, here you go. Yeah. (laughs) You guys lost the Emmy last night. (laughs) 
<laughs> is that how I laugh? Oh, horrible. No wonder the girls are scattering. My hearing is going, though. So. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, and who did you lose to? Uh, good Morning Football on the NFL Network. Oh, okay. With AK, I watched that one. And I split it up. Don't worry, I split it up. I know. But, I, I mean, you sounded like, yeah, of course they won. Like, it yeah. it, it, it didn't sound like, well, it's, well that's an upset. I would say it's four against one, but you have your guys. So, you know, it's pretty even. But uh, listen, I've been there, man. I've been at those Emmys. Is there an Emmy? Is there a ceremony? Yeah. And you went? It was last night. And where was it? New York. You drove all the way to New York. Three hours. Oh, to lose. Yeah. Oh, stinger. All right. I know. <laughs> I got a party bus. Oh, boy. Yeah. Was yeah. it a little quieter on the way back? No, 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 no. Win or lose, we celebrate, David. You go, this is a celebration. It is. Of, of losing, yeah. It is. I, I, well, I don't want to say this, but go ahead. Okay, no. um, th- that is good. By the way, you have a great show. I'm going to give you a pep talk. No, no I'm good. I, I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> have you been in any sand? Oh, weren't you just in a hustle? Yeah. Yeah, I saw Hustle. Yeah, the new movie. Wait, if you saw it, then you knew I was in it. Yeah, but I wanted to make, I just wanted to make sure you would, would brag about it. Do you think I'm that good of an actor that you didn't realize that that was me acting mm-hmm. in the Sandler movie? In, in fact, I don't even know what character you played because you blended in so well. Yeah, yeah. I played but myself. You were, you're good. Yeah, yeah you're good. Me. It has a lot of stars in it. I'm calling you a star. All you stars in the sports world are in it, and it's a good movie. I just saw it. Ha- did you go to the uh, Bat Mitzvah? For Sandler's daughter? Yeah. You yeah, did? did? Yeah. What did I miss? Because I, I couldn't go. You, you made your way to the sports Emmys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know. They weren't really giving out trophies that night. But I, I did say it was fun because it's always like, uh, you know, there's a good singer. And at, you, it's the, the best part is to see Adam so stressed because he's running around. This is a daytime ceremony. And he has lines, you know. It's very complicated, these ceremonies. They have lines, they sing, they go back and forth. His daughter has a great voice. She sings. Uh, and then that's two hours, and he has to coordinate <laughs> all the people coming. And then you come home. Then there's the rager. And he was out front, like, directing traffic because people were – it was hard for them to get in. <laughs> he's out. Oh, my God. I love it. I scream out the window at him. I love it so much because he's so mad. And Who was the musical up. act that I missed? Oh, uh, Halsey and Charlie Puth. Oh, Okay, that's that's big time there. It's big time, and they. Uh, I don't think he pays them. I think they're very nice. What, I don't know for sure. What celebrities did I miss out on? I think I'm the only one that gets paid to go, but um, there was uh, just a little stipend, Dan, just to get me out of the out of <laughs> help you out a little bit. But like, yeah. is, is is Conan there? Tom yes. Hanks there? Uh, last year, I mean, last time was with his other daughter. My mom was flirting with Dustin Hoffman. She was at our table, and uh, she told him he's in her third favorite movie. And I was like waving her off. Me and Conan were like, "Mom, this these aren't this isn't how compliments go." Wait, your mom's uh, hitting on Dustin Hoffman? Well, not mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was complimenting about his movie Tootsie was almost as good as Amadeus, and I'm like, "Mom, just say it's the best one. Like, no one's going to quiz you on it later. There's no fact checking. Just and then, he, but he was very nice to her." And that was that was when Adam uh, Levine yeah. sang. Yeah, he sang, and my mom was all into him and pushed Dustin into a wood chipper when he came on stage. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, who's the guy with the tattoos?" And I'm like, "Well." So he had a good run, but this one was 
you know, a lot of uh, celebrity types and also the kids were like, his older daughter is 16. So her friends are like from euphoria ish, you know, they're like, all oh, they look 35 <laughs> and they're running around. And my daughter's 13 and she's like, are these adults or kids? Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Was Jennifer Aniston there? Jennifer Aniston was uh, there. Yes. Oh, damn it. I knew yeah. it. I knew it. She's, she was a sweetheart. Yeah. She's so nice. And you probably see her on all the movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. She calls me the she, sports guy. Yeah, that's good. I'll take it. It's right? all right. I mean, it's sure. a blow off, but I mean, I, I, I'm all right with it. Did you make your way into murder mystery? Murder mystery? No, because Aniston decides who's in those movies, not Sandler. Eesh. Yeah, I got, make... I got C-blocked by her. <laughs> Do you have any, is there any sports stuff in those movies where no. you, you wouldn't no. fit? Yeah, well, I you could. Don't have to play a, you don't have to play a sports game. No, I've been serious before. Yeah, you could play like a coach. No, I've been, I got range. <laughs> coach or talk show host of sports. I could have done Tommy Boy. I could have done yeah. that with far. Yeah. No, I said, yeah. <laughs> My part was easy. I just had to sit there and go, what? Yeah, yeah. all you had to do was not laugh. Like yeah. you had to be. I just had to not ruin takes. <laughs> <laughs> Has that ever happened, though, with Farley, where he would do something and then you screw it up by laughing and then you're like, oh, my God, you got to do it again. Oh, of course. But I I posted a clip once. I'll probably do it again where there's one part in the movie that someone sent me a clip. I don't even know where they get them, where I go, I go, we're doing all this stuff. And all you say is, no, he's like a nice guy. And and he doesn't know I'm going to say it like that. And he starts laughing so hard and ruining the take that I start yelling at him. <laughs> because we finally got it right. And he's off camera laughing. And I'm like, uh, but, it, you know, there's so many outtakes, man. I wish they should they would put a movie. That would back. be great. And you had Rob Lowe on your podcast with, yeah. with Dana Carvey. Yeah. Today's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, last week was Dennis Miller, who was hysterical, of course. But uh, wait, what's the best story that was never told about Saturday Night Live behind oh, the scenes. Oh, wow. Um, that you guys have done this pot. It, it's you and Dana Carvey talking yeah. about Saturday Night Live. You guys go behind the curtain there. Yeah, we talk about comedy, and then we always wind up going back to SNL because we have either a host on or a writer. Or a, We had a lot of good Norm stories with Jim Downey, who's the writer forever there, or did Weekend Update. I didn't know they fired Jim, and then Norm just went with him. They didn't fire Norm. Um. I didn't know Sandler and Farley got fired um, because I stayed an extra year. And uh, they, I found out later, just because they were doing so well in the movies, I, I think NBC wanted them to go and wanted to change you know, over to Will Ferrell and the new people. And I didn't even know that. And I heard that. I thought, oh, that's weird because I was sort of in the mix. But... What was your first impression of Will Ferrell on Saturday Night Live? Uh, hey guys, <laughs> that was an impression. Um, no, uh, we actually, one time Will Ferrell and I, he was, first of all, my first impression was he was great. He's, he's a first ballot hall of famer over there. Like I, I, we went and had a burrito one time cause I was trying to get to know the new guys. I'm like, hey, let me take you out. And when he got there, I already ate, which I always do. And he goes, did you eat already? I go, uh, yeah. That's <laughs> so weird. I shouldn't even say this. But I do it all the time. And so he thought that was peculiar. <laughs> and then uh, he did this getting off the shed sketch that first week yep. where he yells at a kid off camera. He did that, that for the- us. Oh, he did? Oh, my God. And why is it so funny? It's so great. And then he just kept being better and better. And I was, I was on the show that year, but I was sort of uh, on the outskirts doing – I had five minutes a week to do whatever I wanted. So I didn't really didn't do sketches. And 
I would just go down there and watch it. I was like, this guy's got some game. <laughs> By the way, the uh, Netflix special, I got a chance to watch it. Nothing personal, streaming now. And the podcast is called Fly on the Wall with Dana Carvey. And uh, I love the impersonation of the crab. I sent you a, a text Oh, message. yeah, you sent me. I was going to say, you sent me a nice message about yes. the special. And yeah, that was when I was stuck in a house with too many crabs and they didn't care. The people didn't care. The four-star hotel, which was four out of a thousand, didn't care. <laughs> and, and I go, I have so many crabs in my house. There's like 50. And he goes, I know they're crazy. I go, I know, but can they not be in my house? He goes, it's crab season. <laughs> Nobody cared. It was a real shoulder shrugger. I go, but can they not be in my house? They go, oh, wouldn't that be nice? And then they leave. Uh, uh, but yeah, thank you. And I'm getting ready for fantasy football. Um, so, you know. And you're on tour? I'm on tour. I'm doing, um, we just did Cincinnati, uh, Michigan, and Chicago. It was great. And now I just have different ones coming up. It's on my website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where is Kyler coming back? Tell me, because you know all the stuff. Yeah, he's coming back. I'm an AZ Wait, guy. Wait, are you all in on the Cardinals? I, I want to be. I don't know. It's a good team, to because it's kind of different. You know, not everyone's for the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. Do you but like DeAndre, Kyler? I like Kyler, yes, and I want him to do good. And he can do good. But, man, that's that last game they didn't do well, and then the Suns in the last game was a whole different Are ball. you a Phoenix Suns guy too? Yeah, I was until they botched that last game. I bailed out. <laughs> Pulled the ripcord. <laughs> I was like, who am I for now? <laughs> I'm trying to guess who's going to win it all so I can glom onto that. Golden State. Oh, it is? I know. The other one's got some tough defense. It's going to rough them up. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I know you don't. I know you don't. Uh, <laughs> well, Dan. Great to talk to you. Oh, you got to run or I got to run? Both. Okay. Uh, Dan, say hi to the guys there if they're allowed. Uh, they're yeah, they're there. They're, they're waving. Uh, the, the losers are waving to you right now. You guys, went, last year in fantasy, I'll tell you, on my last round, I didn't know who anyone was, and I picked Takashi 69. <laughs> anyway. No, no. All right. Bye, guys. Got to run on that, that one. That, that one's not good. Nah, keep it in. Okay. okay bye. All right. Okay. That's David Spade, the uh, Netflix <laughs> special. It's nothing personal. <laughs> and the podcast is Fly on the Wall with Dana Card. Yeah, Paul. I, I, everyone has their guy that makes them laugh. That's my guy. Golly, that guy cracks me up. I mean, he has 20 jokes in two minutes. <sighs> it's his throwaway lines. Yes. Oh. Throwaway line, yes, Todd. He took a little shot at you about how the reason you didn't show up to the bot mitzvah. Oh, I did that sound again. It's because they weren't handing out trophies. I don't know if you picked up on that. Oh, they weren't handing out trophies. No, I got it, Todd. I got it. I got it. It hurts. So subtly he worked it. Yeah, no, I got it. Thanks. Welcome. Okay, let's take a break. I'm going to close up shot. I got, I got three backroom guys who are falling asleep. Tyler, Rob, and uh, Picture Day Ray. They have the lights down low they're they're just holding on for dear life back there i haven't even checked on dylan i don't even know if he's sober there, there's if you're watching on peacock uh tyler is slumped in his chair he's ready to go to bed 
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon. You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way.